0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I am a Crofted Steers, one of the two hosts of the show. With me, as he is with me every other week, Ryan Murphy. Ryan, how are you?
1: Good. I'm uh, probably not doesn't I'm not as tired as you are, but I'm getting there. I'm like I'm getting yeah.
0: There. We. We did, we did our, our front front check and, uh, you know, just like, just like what you want to hear from your podcasters while you're about to, to listen to them being like I'm, really, <laughs> like, I'm really tired, like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. But, uh, you know, I, the, the way I feel is that if you are listening to like a parenting podcast and the hosts aren't tired, then it's probably posers, you know, like actors that are playing parents, yeah. because if they're real parents, they're going to be tired.
1: I, I think that, uh, I, I mean, it, it's hard to say real parents. I mean, some people just like do well with four hours of sleep.
0: That's not true.
1: Yeah. I, I that- mean, or lots of coffee. Like, I find for me, like, if I don't space my coffee out, like, if I have like three cups in the morning and I'm like, okay, I better stop. And then I've had none for the rest of the day, um, then, then I, then you feel it at like the eight o'clock recording time. Uh, but, um, I was in a, I was in a, so we do a lot of, obviously this is like, hey, you know, Zoom calls, do a lot of like Google meets and, and Zoom calls for work. And like, I have this, like, it's not a big coffee mug, but it's like a stainless steel. It kind of looks like a camping mug, but what it is, is like a, They it's like a, it's like a little, well, it's a coffee mug and it keeps yeah, my you coffee. you got a
0: coffee mug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a coffee <laughs>
1: mug, but at the, the point of the story being is like, it's kind of a little big. And when you like put it in front of the camera, it looks like you're drinking this abnormally large cup of coffee and uh i always feel (laughs) self-conscious about drinking it while in my meetings and uh someone finally commented on it and uh it led to a conversation of like well you should see my other coffee mug upstairs which is much much bigger uh but also i was saying like i feel a little self-conscious about how big my coffee mug is and they're like no you're a dad it's expected for you to basically live off coffee and and uh yeah ashley doesn't drink any caffeinated beverages She, you know, she got, um, when she was first pregnant with Caden, she switched from caffeinated tea to decaffeinated and she's never switched back. And I'm like, I, I know people who like, when they're pregnant, will like measure out exactly and, and breastfeeding measure out exactly how much caffeine they can have.
0: This is, this is the amount that I can have that won't poison my baby. I'm I'm just going to have this or maybe a little bit more, but, uh, but I know I, 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 um, I think me and coffee, like, it is funny. Like, you get on the coffee train and I'm like – like, now I just – I need coffee. But – and if I got off it, oh, man, that would be a bad scene. But mm. – I don't ever feel like it's really like,
1: doing anything. Uh,
0: doing anything. It's mostly <laughs> now. It's reached a point. If I'm not on coffee, well, then that's what I notice. I don't notice the. I'm not like oh sweet. I got my. It's more. It's it's more that when I'm off it, I'm like oh god, I need coffee. Uh, so it's it to, just now to reach baseline. To reach baseline Crofton, I need coffee. And what is funny is that Ashley is able to be baseline Ashley without coffee. If she started on coffee for a while, she'd be like, woo, you know, and then next thing you know, she would be dependent. And she, she would only be able to be baseline Ashley with, with coffee, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think this is the thing I remember when I started drinking coffee, uh, before I had kids in, in college. Um, and, uh, the, i remember my parents my dad like when i was a kid and he drank coffee and he's like well once you started it, it it really is something that you kind of have to keep going unless you really want to trim back and and i think that's for me is like i i will trim back coffee a little bit but i i don't think i could ever eliminate it i think i did eliminate it one summer um uh for a bit but at the end of the day like I agree with you.
0: I got an idea for next year's extra life.
1: Oh no! (laughs) Don't you dare! I'm editing this out. Think about the sick
0: children. Think about the sick children, Ryan. It's like you have a coffee. One of them gets sick. You
1: know. Oh, Um, that's not how it works. I I would think if you were saying like, oh, as coffee, lack of coffee is an incentive. it'd, It'd basically be for every donation. That's another week where Ryan is not allowed to have coffee. I guess is that what you're implying? Like,
0: yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. It'd be like, you know, you, you get us past this marker and Ryan will go coffee list for another day. We'll just make it days. Yeah. Like, that's it. Nice really, it'd be re- really funny if it just takes off. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, Ryan, looks like for the next three months, you're off coffee. And poor well, for, for Ryan would, of course, cheat. And then well, the, yeah. the sick kids would cry. Luckily
1: that's 2022 Ryan's problem, not 2021. That's
0: future Ryan's yeah. problem. Speaking of future Ryan's problems, we should uh we should go into either our dungeons or our diapers. The two mm. sections of our show, you know, like they all kind of hodgepodge together at this point, but the idea is that the dungeons is more like our stuff that we're into, may or may not involve involve kids, keeps us sane. The diapers Definitely more uh, kid focused stuff we got going on, but some of that stuff involves the geeky stuff that we love too. So you never know. What do you want to start with, dungeons or diapers?
1: Oh, well, you know what? I know I made you wait two weeks to talk about Resident Evil 4 VR, and I Oh, but also now have... I don't
0: care, Ryan. That oh. was two weeks ago. That was past Croft, and he New Croft and doesn't care about that. It's the only no, thing just... you
1: have in the notes, so I assume you care, or else you would have added more important things in here.
0: I do care. I care very much. Um, so I will say, though, I am on a bit of a hiatus. I got to right, right to the... I'm on the last act, and I don't know, like... Uh, I guess, you know, my preface of being friggin' tired (laughs) has a big bearing on playing VR games, which is like, you know, neither here nor there, but it's still a problem. Like VR is, is, you know, I don't want to, like some of it can be exercise. Uh, I I think Resident Evil 4 is no more exercise than like standing and walking around your house, really. But it is uh, more than sitting on the couch um so uh so there is that to it so yeah i I talked about this game uh last week a bit i'll get on my soapbox here do a bit of a monologue and then maybe you can ask me some bits and bobs um so resident evil 4 obviously game came out on the gamecube was an exclusive at the time which is hilarious when you think back at it uh and has now been ported to everything and is possibly the game i've bought the most times Um, and, uh, I definitely, um, think fondly of the Wii version of Resident Evil 4. And I think we talked about this a bit last week, Ryan, you had played that, I think, did you?
1: I played a little bit of the Wii version. I beat the GameCube version. That was about it.
0: Yeah, so I beat the GameCube So they get, they released expansion content for the PS2 when it got ported to that, but it was kind of with the shittier PS2 graphics. And then then for the Wii, they had everything in there plus the motion controls, which were. Actually, like I would put Resident Evil Four we up against any motion control game at the time because it used it used more the pointer. Uh, So you and because your your gun in that and it's from behind Leon Kennedy, uh, the main character's shoulders and stuff. There's like a little red laser that where you point your gun and such. And you could point that with the Wii Motes, and it actually felt really good. Felt really good to play, and I would say it's to this day one of the best playing Wii games. And it really, de- it really precluded me or pushed me from stopping to buy Resident Evil Four. Um, and I often joke that they should release a Resident Evil Four to Pass, where essentially. All you get for it is every time Resident Evil 4 comes out again on something else, you get a <laughs> copy of it. You know, it's like you just pay, like, right? It's like they do it again. All right, I'm getting the PS7 version of Resident Evil 4. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, um, I stopped. I, I, so I had not played the HD version. I had not played. So I played this version in VR. It's on the Oculus Quest 2, which is a bit contentious because the Oculus Quest 2, well, owned by Meta, previously Facebook, previously Oculus um and uh it required up until recently a Facebook account to run and a lot of people had issue with that um but uh but also uh, the fact is uh, it's not on any other VR devices including the Oculus regular which you connect to your PC Oculus Quest 2 is like you can is a self-contained device doesn't have to it can connect to your pc but doesn't have to but it means like they even amongst the oculus branding they have res, they have they've you know walled it behind one device so that is like contentious and i think the most contentious part is that it may be the best game i've played in vr in terms of an adventure game experience and uh i know that's a bit of a a, a, a big claim and i think that part of it is tempered by nostalgia but man Dude, the, the game is just like, like even though you could say, oh, they ported Resident Evil Four to VR, they didn't really. They remade the game in VR. Like they, it's a new, it's a new game essentially. It uses the same art assets probably, but like they're all up up res to the wazoo, even nicer than the HD versions and stuff. And so it just looks so good for for the you know the datedness of the graphics. And I tell you the datedness of the graphics do do it a a pretty big favor, which is um, that, you know, horror games be scary. And, uh, and, you know, by by having that sort of like little bit, like it's not crappy graphics, but it's older, like, you know, GameCube era graphics. It means that it means that you're able to sort of like, even though things are right in your face, you're like, oh yeah, it's a video game. I, I, you know, you're not, you're not getting overly scared and resident evil four is a bit more of an action game as uh, anyways, um, so, yeah. So that's the like I before I'm, I'm going to go into how it plays specifically, but I just want to say that overall, my like my impressions of the, the product is it's an amazing experience because they remade the game inside of VR feels really good to play is really, really uh Immersive, uh, and uh, I recognize that it's not as accessible as that I would like it to be for lots of people. But such is life. R- Ryan, before I go into the nuts and bolts of how it actually plays, did you have any questions?
1: Well, uh, not necessarily a question. I think that you made a good point about um, th- this. Is a struggle I've had with VR is that, uh, especially with the Quest games, the ones that are running native on the headset. The graphics are uh you gonna have to go in expecting a lower fidelity, depending right. on the type of game. Um, and I think that's where Resident Evil 4 comes in quite handy because honestly, like you go in expecting uh, a specific, you know, type of uh look and feel, right? Because it's a it's an up res at best an up-res HD um GameCube game. So I think that makes sense that it, it pairs well with from a VR setting, that the graphics kind of fit in with this, with its existing um, other games that are available. I know there are good-looking Quest 2 games based on, like, the art style that they choose, but I think a game that comes to mind um, in a similar vein would be uh, Saints and Sinners, The Walking Dead. Uh, I ended up playing that one, and I ended up bouncing off it. It's just I felt like the graphics didn't really... It was going for a realistic look and it wasn't quite nailing it for me. But I think that with Resident Evil four going and expecting like a certain type of fidelity of, because it's not a remake, as you said, it's a port um, or not a port, but you know, it's the
0: opposite. It's a remake. They remade it in VR. Yeah. But it's like, No, it's not. It's like Aperture, the company mm -hmm. who made it, it is essentially for all intents and purposes a new game. It just uses assets from Resident Evil 4 and all this. They didn't just mod Resident Evil 4. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I think like where, when we normally think of remake, we think of like building it for uh it's not it's not the quest fault that yes it is a remake but it still kind of falls in line with what you'd expect right uh, exactly
0: it's not a new graphical styling and i can see why somebody may think that it would be like you'd put it in there with the other ports. so it's ported to vr and in a way it is but the game itself whereas whereas all the other ports where they took the game and they did something to it this was like a studio starting afresh and like you know, Frankenstein ripping pieces out of Resident Evil 4 and putting it into this VR experience. Now, I know that sounds bad when I say it, but it actually turned out amazing. And it has allowed them to go higher res than than, than you would be able to, than even the HD versions previously had. And I will say that even though like the graphic, yeah, the graphics don't look as good as a, a modern game, like for anybody who's playing Resident Evil 4 in HD on PS4, PS5, and a lot of folks have been recently are on switch i mean i would say that like you're getting an even more visually impressive version than that when i was in the castle uh which is the second act you're in the castle I'm like looking at the walls and the paintings and I can read things and things are sharper than they have any business being like you can read notes on the walls and stuff stuff that you had no you could not even read on a PS4 or a PS5 like you're right in there and it is so so mm-hmm. impressive the amount the amount of work that went into the visuals but most impressive is how they built the game in VR um and it comes with that. So like for I'm speaking to anybody here who's played Resident Evil 4, which I think is most people at this point. Like, um, <laughs> I think I think if you're listening to the show you haven't played Resident Evil 4, I would say a game still holds up. B, you should play it. C, you should play it, you know, on any system that you have uh available to play it in. Um but D, if you have an Oculus Quest 2, that is the best version of Resident Evil 4. So there is no better version than the version on the, on the Quest 2. And um, it, it just feels so good to play. And it takes what feels good about the Wii and it bumps it up to 11. Uh, and so, for instance, uh, in Resident Evil, you have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, you, Leon's got his gun, which that he can aim. And then he has uh, he has his knife. When he runs out of ammo, he can swing with his knife. And then he, you know, he eats his green herbs or he sprays himself with healing stuff when he when he needs to do that. And then he, you know, he solves the occasional puzzle. Most of which is I found this item. I need to stick it into this place. Uh, and he picks up stuff, right? Like like really, those are the fundamentals of, of exploring the village, opening doors, closing doors, jumping out of windows. Maybe I don't know. Uh, and so the game just translates this perfectly. And there's two ways you can play it the way that nobody should play it and the way that everybody should play it. And the way nobody should play it is with one of those pop-up radial menus where you hold the button and then, then it'll be like, Oh, you want to switch to your knife or to this gun? You can choose on the radial menu, like might as well play it on your PS5 if you're playing it that way. The other way is, is, uh, stuff is put on your body and it's wicked, uh, um, so you look down and you've got like you know your gun your gun on the side, but you've got your your knife that's in in his upper chest. He's got like a healing thing. Your your bigger two handed weapon is on your back, so you reach back to pull it out. The grenade is on your chest, and you can take it off and then you can pull out the pin and throw it. Or like you know in in the Resident Evil Four original version, you just you just there's a canned animation for throwing grenades, In the Resident Evil for VR, you pull the pin and you've got a live grenade in your hand and you could do whatever with it. Like you could throw it or you could just like I often stood at the top of ladders. I would hold out my hand straight. I'd look down and see like, oh, akalo, akalo, like all these guys climbing up and I would drop the grenade straight down and it would blow them all up. And it felt so good. Um, And uh, and yeah, so there's a lot of that stuff. I grab my knife just from from my chest. I start swinging at things, put it back. It even allows you to grab the knife in one hand, have your gun in the other hand. I never really played it that way. I know a lot of people were like taking advantage of dual wielding because there is something new that comes into play, which is reloading your weapons. So in the game, you just would click, you know, you run out of ammo, and Leon, uh, the elite agent that you is, would just reload. But in Resident Evil VR, you have to reload. And every gun reloads differently, and every gun operates differently. But unlike half-life alex where you also have to reload and i found the reloading kind of a pain in the ass and they almost knew that they wanted you to be scared and drop your ammo on the ground and stuff in half-life alex and resident evil 4 br you can't really drop your ammo on the ground yes you can fuck up your reload and have to do it again but for the most part you it's fun to reload, and so it's an added gameplay element. Like it's really, I like pop in my pistol clip, and they're like click, click, and I'm like here we go again. You know, it feels good. I can reload fa- now faster than Leon can in the console game, um, and so uh, so t- there's a new gameplay mechanic in the reloading and the way you think about your ammo and the way you think about your your upgrades. And the last thing I'll say in the interface is that they think of VR for everything. So you go to the merchant. I got a selection of great things on sale, Stranger. And he opens up like, you see, like, you're you're dealing with the merchant in VR in a really cool way. Like, you're putting stuff on his desk and taking stuff off. When you put stuff in your inventory, and Resident Evil's famous for having a ton of stuff in your, in your briefcase, and then you gotta make room by, like, turning things around and stuff well you're actually taking them out and then turning them with your hand and then being like okay this one fits here like this and this one fits there so it's so it's so cool like how it uh, how it comes together so anyway the whole thing is just so immersive and it's also not so intense that um that you're like running all the time in vr or whatever and i know the beats of resident evil 4 so well that it's you know, and it, it is fun in that way. Not not too much scary. Although as I get on, it's it's a little bit, little bit scarier. The game is much easier because you can walk and shoot at the same time, which you cannot do in Resident Evil Four. I could strafe and walk around, a dude, and just shoot him in the like. It's just you have so much more maneuverability. But that's coupled with the fact that you're scared and you're in the in the game, and that you've got to load yourself, and so it's you know it's not. I mean there's higher difficulty modes and I'll look forward to playing them, but man, dude, like I'd be hard pressed to tell you a game I enjoyed more this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, it sounds like you really uh, had a good time. And I think my biggest struggle with VR and I know with the quest Two, it is so simple. You literally just strap it on your head, find a clear space and you, and you, and you're good to go. And, um, and yeah, like it's it's really that's it's not as hard as it was before, where you had to like hook up the thing to your PC, make sure your USB drivers are up to date. It just works. But like for some reason, I find um, just with the limited amount of time I have to play games, and someone who wears who wears glasses, um, <laughs> I often have to like plan my vr time where it's like okay i'm not gonna wear my contacts till noon this way i can keep them on (laughs) into the evening so that or sometimes i just won't put my contacts in until until nighttime to, to play uh to play vr games like it's there's just so much to yeah
0: i recognize that ryan it's vr is is they always has the tallest bar- barrier of entry, and I think what's worked for me on this one, as, as not somebody who has to deal with the um, the contacts and all of that, is that um, I uh, um, this game is the first game I think really the first game that I've, I've really played on Quest for long term since I bought the Quest. A lot of the games like Half Life, Alex, or Steam Link games that I'm playing, or you know they're they're shorter experiences. But this is the first one I really get into. And holy moly, it boots up fast. And I would say from minute to minute now, because it's ready to play when I shop on that headset, I get into it Pretty much fast, faster than I get into Switch games. Like, like I'm in the menu faster than I would be on a Switch. Uh, so it is really cool how quick I get into it, um, and 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 how quick you're playing the game. And for a guy who was used to setting up sensors in his room for like none of them being compatible, and then oh my god, and doing it again, it, it's being it's the only way that I would play this through because I'm at like I don't know, I'm in the fourth act or whatever Resident Evil four, and that's like. I want to say, the typewriter tells you, uh, but I think I'm like at 20-some hours or like 17 hours maybe. And it, just just the fact that I – and I've done all this target ranges. I'm like milking the experience. But the fact that I put that much time into this, this um, VR game, and I still find the novelty of it so thrilling – is crazy and like just speaking about the typewriter because in resident evil you see your game you write on the typewriter it's like an old-timey typewriter and you type the keys like you're like i'm writing my name you know and and then uh and then when you overwrite it there's like sort of like a quick button to press down and then to overwrite but you're manually engaging with it and it feels so fun and they do that for all the little puzzles you know like even putting a key in a lock they make it so that you pull the key out and then you've got to stick it in the lock and turn it yourself it always like that doesn't happen so often, but it's, it's a thrill every time, like little things.
1: Yeah. I, I love that they've really crafted it for VR. And I think that's where I I will probably end up picking this one up. And, and this is the other thing I love about VR is similar to Nintendo games is that they hardly ever go on sale. And I know a lot of people like, what, you love that they don't go on sale. It's like, then I love it because there's no harm in buying it right away or even waiting a couple months to buy it because you know like anything else it's like for I'm going to talk about a game later on that I bought for half price and it's only been out for a couple weeks so like it's it's just it's an invest it's a good investment because you know you're getting your money's worth like you were saying Resident Evil 4 VR is probably likely never to go on sale and if it does it'll be like 10% which is, you know, less than what I'll get with the coupon that Meta gave me. Meta. I always I should just keep calling it
0: Facebook.
1: Ryan, can I jump in for a sec? Yeah. Yeah,
0: so uh my daughter just walked down here. Clara, Clara <laughs> say hello.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Yeah. We're we're recording a show, Clara. You're supposed to be in bed. Why are you down here?
1: Cuz magic at night.
0: You wanted to say good night. We've said good I'll say good night one more time. Okay. Good night. Go to bed, please. <laughs> all right. Okay. See you later. Okay. So- sorry about that. No, but no. you were talking, and I was not listening at all.
1: No, that's so. Great. I was. <laughs> um, I was just saying that I. I think from a VR standpoint, like it's it's perfectly acceptable to, invest in these large scale uh, or large larger priced games because they don't really go on sale uh at least anytime soon so like i'm 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 thinking like if it's it like it's got everything going for it it's a game that i recognize and appreciate and had a great time with um it's approachable it's fast it's quick and it looks good plays good like it sounds like it would be a fun experience and i love that old school resident evil feel like for me the Resident Evil remakes that have been coming out, those have been my favorite experiences. I haven't really been drawn to the sevens and eights of the world, but like Resident Evil two, three had an amazing time with them. And I, and I think going back to four in a different, as you said, like going into it in a different platform, like a very different platform. We haven't played this, this version of the game before. This is, this is all new. This isn't just an up res. This isn't just, you know, it runs on your current console or, or has waggle um although i guess this does probably have (laughs) a little bit of waggle but
0: yeah if you get grabbed you gotta waggle
1: yeah which is fine it is what it is but like i don't know i'm i'm really tempted and it's been a while i like my favorite vr games are and this is going to sound very lazy of me um my favorite vr games are the ones where you can do them sitting the more immersive vr games um the ones that have you moving around and stuff uh, I like half life Alex and I like beat saber. Those have been the two that have kind of like got me out of that um you know sit and play. I also don't really like the sit and play either because I always find like I'm bumping into the couch or something so oh. I don't this know.
0: one asks you at the beginning if you're going to be sitting down. I'm like, who the hell is playing this sitting down? But <laughs> I guess there, I guess you could potentially. Because the reality is, as I'm so good with it now, and I, you know, there are different motion things. Like not every, I'm very strong of stomach in VR, so I'm always in the free motion, which to me is the way that you should be playing this game. But there is a teleportation thing that allows. For, um, it's a common way of moving in vr and there's another uh motion thing there's a lot of accessibility type stuff um and like uh, for me ryan i i definitely have a lot more breadth of experience i think in some of the vr stuff some of the stuff i've liked in death is um archery uh sort of like roguelike that i i i love uh, super hot all of these games um i have a Ton of experience with a lot of games, but there's never been an adventure experience that has um, grabbed me as much as this one and, and given me in many hours. And I think it's a combination of the game itself, which again I can't say enough good things about. And the technology, and the the fact that it boots up fast, it is light. You can set it up in any room. You can just be playing it. Like I can throw the headset and the controllers in my my bag, they're about the size of the switch and a controller put together. And, and, and like you know, I could be go over to my mom's place or whatever and be playing Resident Evil for in VR in her basement in like two seconds if I was staying over there. Not that that ever happens, but like it's just it's just super super um, convenient, fast, fun, and, and punchy. The only, the only thing I begrudge this game is that it, um, is it's not accessible to that many people. And like, we're coming to up to game of the year time. And it is funny. Cause like, who would be like resident evil four game of the year. That's ridiculous. It came out years ago, but like, as I say, this is a completely different game. Like even just the way that you interact with the weapons, like a rifle with a scope, you know, like you have to like, hold it up the, to your eyes and look through. And it is very funny because my my hands shake a little bit, right? And so I'm looking through the scope and it's shaking. And when I zoom in, it's like, oh my God, it's like motion in the ocean. Whereas when I'm playing with Leon, you know, and I hit the zoom button, it's just like complete steady you know, boom, headshot. Now all of a sudden the rifles are not nearly as good for me because I look down the scope. I'm like, Oh boy. And I'm shaking because in real life, that's how I would be with the rifle, you know? So, um, a lot of reviews say you should take off the laser sights and stuff, but honestly, I do find the game scary enough that I kind of want to be powerful. The little bug creatures. Oh my God. They give me the heebie jeebies, even though I don't think I've even been hit once by them because I'm so paranoid. Uh, but yeah, it is, uh, it is a good game. Anyway, uh, i've talked about it enough could talk about it for hours more but it is a great great one and i would totally recommend it the other game i've been playing is forza horizon five and um it, you know i haven't played a racing game for a long time but even gwen is into it and we're like playing it together and stuff um i i have you checked that one out
1: yeah i've been playing quite a bit of uh forza horizon 5, and- like you i'm not a racing you know gamer i'm not big on racing i was joking on the gamers in that like it's mario kart and i used to love burnout i don't make those games anymore but uh i'm really an arcade racer i love arcade racing and forza horizon 5 fits that perfectly like to the point where i was playing and and um having a good time and ashley comes in and she's like you don't play racing games what are you why are you playing a racing game because if you just like walk in and look and just look real quick it does look like a simulation racing game because it's photorealistic graphics um you know you are racing on on streets it it looks like uh like a realistic racing game but when it comes right down to it the physics are very um uh uh generous you are you're not like if you take a turn wrong you're not like spinning out you're just kind of you just have to remember to slow down a little bit and uh and even then like it's very forgiving there's a rewind feature like it just it's the perfect racing experience for me because again like that rewind feature is just one wrong move and and a whole race can just go to shit and That rewind, just like oh well, does I don't need to waste the last ten minutes because this race has been going so so long. Just hit that button, rewind, you're good to go. Like it's a racing game that respects your time in so many different ways. And as a parent, if you have like you know just a small amount of time to play, it is so nice that like any race you go into, knowing that it could be a ten minute race, a twenty minute race, however long it is, you know that you're not going to get screwed over by one wrong turn you can always hit that rewind button and and um and there's so many different events like i don't know how far you've gotten i i have an idea because i see you racing around and i see your levels and stuff because we are uh i see your drivatar out there and i don't know if it's gwen or you that's making your character like run me off the road constantly but uh
0: uh <laughs> Oh yeah, I have unlocked a couple of extra pavilions and stuff, um, and yeah, we would we would um, we unlock the dirt racing and the street racing one near Tulum. I've done i done a lot of extra stuff. It's really hard because, as you say, there's a zillion things to do. So you know, it's hard to be like, oh, I, you know, I, I I and I'm not begrudging the game this, but. It's sometimes hard to be like it's like vomit of icons on my screen, and there's like people being like, oh, it's this and this and this thing is the battle, blah blah blah, and this is the that and that, and I'm like, what is going on? But here's the thing: I just sort of fumble around, and Gwen loves driving and mowing over cactuses, and then (laughs) then something then something happens, or we're like, oh, let's do this, and we we get into it and we we have a good time. What I don't understand, Ryan, and maybe you would know more about this than me. Is that this is Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon 5, uh, meaning there's been four other of these games. And um, I briefly, when I got my Xbox Series X, I briefly installed Forza Horizon 4, looking for like sort of a graphical showcase. And I played it a bit and I bounced off it for no real reason. I just was like, it's a driving game, so whatever. Um, but 4s and Horizon 5, the the, the online conversation kind of got me. It's like everybody's like, oh, this is so amazing. I'm like, oh, well, let me check it out. And the opening level where you're kind of dropped out of a plane and, and you do this, it, it's really cool. Like it throws you right in there. But I do remember for Horizon 4 having sort of an intro similar or kind of like that. Um, it seems like that they had polished this formula before. I just – why is it that – in your mind that horizon five is so popular. like what is it doing differently that the others is it just a timing thing like what why is it such a hit
1: i think uh i think it goes back it's a couple things um to the game's credit it goes back to what i was saying and it just being this approachable um arcade racer that can can both um appeal to folks like me who want that very arcade feel racer but also appeal to the the car nuts you know the folks that want to see all the cars collect all the cars and and drive them and i mean the physics aren't so realistic that like oh wow i can really feel that i'm driving uh this ford bronco uh (laughs) that i think that's one of the first vehicles you get um but it is, I think, close enough. Like they, they pay. I'm imagining. Uh, I don't know for certain, but I believe they pay close enough attention to each car to kind of give it its own feel, uh, in relation to the, you know, the weight and and the guts of each car. But also, like Game Pass really allows everybody to play this game. Uh, you, me, I highly doubt we would be playing it if it wasn't if it wasn't on Game Pass because the prospect of paying ninety dollars for it is 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 steep you know uh i
0: definitely would not be playing like it's a hundred percent that it's on game pass everybody was buzzing about it i started it and and I felt that Gwen could watch it, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Wow!" Because we've only played Switch games, right? So she's like, <laughs> "She's like, what is this? What thing? is happening?
1: Why are yeah. we watching a movie?" And and yeah. here's the thing: that's the other thing. Like, it's it is the true first experience on the Xbox Series X and S. That is a current generation experience only. Like, this is not on the Xbox One. Um, this is a a new a current generation experience, exclusive. And I think that goes a long way to being the first game on Xbox to truly showcase the power of this new console. And um, yes, of course, there have been games that have pushed the Series X and S um, since its launch. But this is the first one, I think, that really showcases its power. And I mean, really, the first one was supposed to be Halo last year. It got delayed. It's now coming out in a couple weeks uh and the multiplayer is out right now which is which is a lot of fun but like specifically to forza horizon five i think it is a winning formula that was really perfected with four um and they've uh they've they've we've gone to a new locale instead of the uk we're in mexico and i think they really nail um you know they nail that location I, I, it feels really good varied uh lots of different environments lots of different uh sections you're driving through different road terrains which is nice so it's varied across the board with uh with experiences and and types of racing i agree with you like it can get very overwhelming very fast when you start unlocking you know multiple areas of the horizon festival uh a lot of icons all over the place but what i've found works quite well is uh is, is not really worrying about all the icons, just just playing, just driving, you know, find the nearest uh, race that you want to do. You know, don't worry about getting three stars on every little thing you pat, like all the speed traps and the danger signs. Do them, of course, but, like, don't, like, keep doing them, keep doing them until you get those three stars. Like, if you're a completionist, um, I would not play this game, uh, unless you really, really like racing games, because you are going to get into that habit of like no no no. i'm so close to getting three stars on this speed trap i gotta do a u-turn and do it again like i don't think that's the beauty of this game the beauty of the game is basically just going to that next race doing the race doing as best you can and moving on and just progressing because you're always you're constantly getting like it's it's constant drip feed of like XP and uh, new races, new unlocks, new new story missions. There's story missions in a racing game.
0: Yeah, it's such an it's such an impressive package. All the stuff that's in there. That said, I I'm 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 not saying that we're done with it at this point. But it, it's like it is. I still am noticing when I'm playing it. You know, it is the best possible version of this driving game. But it's still a driving game <laughs> and and i you know it's only going to grip me so hard and i i will say like um the uh you know you mentioned burnout and what you were saying really resonated with me like burnout 3 burnout uh, revenge and, and bur- uh, um, paradise city were all like i was like quite into those games but one of the reasons is you know like they are arcadey in a different way like this game is arcadey too but they tread the line with the sims stuff and it's not like yes it's possible to flip the car and do that but in burnout you're like causing these big you're doing takedowns like it's really it's really gimmicky in that regard and like sometimes, like on a tight turn, I'll be smashing into three cards. I'm like, "Takedown!" and, <laughs> and Gwen, Gwen will be like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Oh, sorry, I'm playing another game in my head." Um, but uh, but yeah, so so I I just feel that it for me it's missing it's missing that a little. Sometimes I find the driving it feels like it is stuck between being an arcade racer and being a sim and it, and it, and if it just picked a lane pun totally intended that that it would be it would be stronger for it or it would be more to my liking like if they went more arcadey. uh but that's it i i, I really i really do like it but i will say and that i I'm, I'm um you know, it's all these sales going on right now, and uh, like Jesse has told me not to buy myself anything because it's coming up on Christmas, and uh, and uh, yeah, so I I uh, <laughs> I've been holding off, but there is a game that I've been really tempted to buy because a lot of things have gone on sale pretty quick, and I guess that's how it happens most years. But you are playing that game, I can see from the show notes, yeah. so I am very curious to get your take on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Well, I'll say this. I'm not super far, but um, I, w- I wanted to talk about, yeah, obviously Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but also the fact that um, Black Friday sales, uh, Boxing Day sales, like I've kind of come up with this system, and I think Ashley has kind of gotten to the point where she doesn't want to buy. and, and we, Oh, right, right we've come to an understanding like we don't want to buy uh, what
0: <laughs> she's given up fighting ryan on boxing day uh, <laughs> yeah. on, on black friday but ashley's basically. come to the point where she's just like i you know what just get what you want
1: well i mean <laughs> within reason like obviously i'm not buying every game I, i've i've had to come to the realization obviously i can't play everything and i used to uh, even on black friday i'd buy like three or four games this was years ago and even before i had kids and they would, I'd open them, I'd play them, but, like, I would never truly, like, really get into them. They would they would be played and then set aside and then something else would come out. So I usually buy one game, and if I'm really expanding my horizons, maybe I'll buy, I'll limit it to one game, uh, maybe two games, as long as they're on different platforms. And that kind of keeps me moving around and, and gives me the incentive to, to jump around. But um, this time around with Black Friday, like... For Christmas, I kind of made a point of, like, here are the games that I don't see going any lower after Christmas, like Boxing Day. It's more – I more frame it as, like, I like these games. I don't need them right now. I don't think the deal of Boxing Day is going to, you know, bring them down much any further. They'd make great Christmas gifts. And then I put them on the list and kind of, like, flag them as, like, they're on sale. Um, but, but like you, a game that I didn't want to wait for and I felt like probably won't go any lower – or might not even go as low as it is now, which is Guardians of the Galaxy, is, is half price. That was the game I was talking about earlier. It is available for $40 right now, um, and it came out at the end of October. So it's been on sale for about a week. It came out end of October. And, uh, yeah, I played Probably it. Gotta be
0: annoying for some people, eh?
1: Yeah, and this is the thing. Like Half price is a, a steep drop for any game that just come out. And I mean, death loop was another one. It also dropped to half price and that's fairly new. Although that was like early September. So it's a little, not as bad, but I think like anything, anything more than $20 off the top this soon feels kind of like a bit of a bummer. And honestly, I, I understand folks who want to wait on sales, even if it is a game, they are just absolutely dying to play. Um, but I find for me like if I really want to play a game I'm happy to to pay full price like um if I want to play it day one I'll pay full price that's fine by me uh but Gardens of the Galaxy was a game I felt would go on sale and I was happy to wait for a sale I I did not anticipate it going half price but um yeah you're right like I feel for the folks who bought it full price and, and to have it drop so suddenly but uh you know the game was uh, well reviewed. Like I don't think it was you know panned or anything, but um, it's. Uh, I'll say this: it's I've I've I'm like chapter three. It's like the other Marvel games, a little alarming when you start playing it, and you have this idea of what these characters are. And I mean more so than other you know characters like Spider Man and and Iron Man and stuff. Captain America, um, Guardians are really for a lot of people the movies first and foremost like the comics are from what i understand not as popular as obviously the other properties um so like i i don't think anyone would be blamed if they heard of guardians of the galaxy and immediately thought of chris pratt dave batista um you know and the rest of the group like (laughs) i'm terrible with actors names but like the james gunn crew and um this is very much like a comic you know, accurate portrayal of these characters. You definitely feel the movie uh, characters in there because that's who they're based on. But the start to the game to me felt a little flat. Like it was like, oh gosh, I, I could kind of see maybe why this thing hasn't been doing so well. The first chapter started off really slow. It's reintroducing you to characters that you may already have like an existing understanding of. So it's like, it is a little like, you know, you're, you're battling uphill type thing. But once you get past that, and I think you get, you start to get into chapter two and they're telling their own story. Uh, This is the beginning of the guardians of the galaxy, but like these characters have been, you know, guarding the galaxy in their own way for, for many years. Like they were involved in this big galactic war between, you know, Thanos and, and, basically everybody else so like Thanos gets a lot of name drops he's dead but uh, they established that right at the beginning and and it starts IT. to tell its own story I think and that's where I think it starts to get a lot better suddenly these characters are you know uh Square Enix and Eidos Montreal's Guardians of the Galaxy and no longer you know James Gunn's or Disney's you know it, it really feels like its own take but it takes it takes its time it doesn't take its time getting there but it's almost like it's not instantaneous so you you really do feel that so like again if you if you do pick this one up and you start playing it i think the first chapter is going to feel a little like oh guys this is just like a standard marvel video game um but once you get into it uh you I think it really does get going and I'm chapter three now and I'm really feeling like the characters are you know, they really do feel like their own takes. Um it's not quite as like, you know, the obvious comparison is Marvel Spider-Man from Insomniac. I think that's really unfair because that's such a high bar. But like those games nailed right off the bat, Insomniac Spider-Man nailed like first fifteen minutes. This is Insomniac Spider-Man. This is not you know, um any of Sony Spider-Mans that have come before. This is a new, different take on the character. And and they they establish that right away. And I think that's the only that's the only con I have so far with this Guardians of the Galaxy game is they take about an hour to get to that point. Um and that's just my take. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm wrong, but like that was the feeling I had. And uh but by no means is that enough reason for you to like drop the game and return it. I, I really do th- feel like once you get through that initial hour of gameplay um, you're really going to appreciate these takes on the characters because they, they feel familiar, but their own in a certain way.
0: Funny because like, I don't get me wrong. I want to play. I, I do want to play this game and I know that I will play this game, but I am feeling, <laughs> and we've talked about this on the show before, but the Marvel ODness, you know, yeah. the, 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 the two, the, and, and it. um, you know, like Hawkeye was just released and has his first couple of episodes out, and um, you know, I, like, like the Eternals was recently released in theaters, um, and uh, and you know they're le- they're heading towards the uh, the Spider-Man movie, which I think you you know we both know where I stand on Spider-Man, where you stand on Spider-Man. We're going to see that one for sure, um, but yeah, I just I I don't know, like the. um I, I hear this is a long game, you know, it's a fairly big, fairly big commitment. Uh, and uh, I am, I am for, for playing it, but uh, had it not gone on sale, like it's the sale that's tempting me. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, uh, you, 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 uh, but I think that like, I have to, now I have to wait until, uh, till after Christmas um, to, to, to it's it's always tough this time of year, right? Because I would just buy these. There's so much on sale. I would just buy yeah. these things. But like I've got, I've got to. My birthday is December 31st too. So everybody is like, oh, don't, don't, you know, Crofton, don't buy anything. <laughs> don't, don't get a game because games are the easiest thing to get. Of me course, they know they know I'm gonna love them, and
1: and and and, uh, and I yeah,
0: think so it is. I
1: think you can. Here's the thing, like I uh, what I was tr- trying to get to before, was, and maybe I didn't explain myself properly because it made it sound like i just buy whatever i want and actually just has to have a secondary list of non-video game stuff that's not the case like i think like i jumped guardians of the galaxy to the top because i knew i wanted to play it right away but i don't do that with every game that's on sale like i do have a list of games that i'm like okay you can pull from these i'd be more than happy to open them on christmas and i, and I know like people are like well shouldn't you save like the best you know ones that you want for christmas and i'm like ah, that's a lot of pressure like just i'd rather just get that one be done with it it's a good price play it you know you're gonna enjoy it and and i i asked myself like am i gonna be able to play this enjoy it and maybe finish it before christmas i think it's a safe bet like it's a it's a longer game but i don't think it's like the 40 hour 60 hour epic it's it's less than 20 hours which is like a standard adventure game right um But yeah, like I think for you, put an asterisk on it and say like, hey, I really would like this one for Christmas. It's on sale. And I mean, if you don't buy it for 40 bucks now, I might as well just go get it. (laughs) You know, please Santa, you got to get it. Okay, I'm
0: going to I'm going to tell you a story. And, and, you know, by the time Gwen listens to this episode, if she ever does when she's older, um. (laughs) It will be, it will be like, you know, she will know that I know what she got me for Christmas, but it's not like I'm doing detective work or anything. Like I'm (laughs) not like, I'm not like digging around in the house. It's just that she's so obvious. So for instance, for instance, she, she comes to me and she says, um, she says, daddy. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? She's like, don't, um, don't ever buy Splatoon 2. And, and and I'm like why and she said I wouldn't like that game I think it looks stupid and I'm like I'm like okay so all right good to know good to know uh, and then uh, very random but good to know and then um, she, she she comes back at like five minutes later and saying like, daddy do you think splatoon 2 looks stupid and I, I'm like I no, I, 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 you know, I think, I think it looks interesting, right? Like it looks, it looks pretty good, but like, if you don't want to play it, we don't have to get it. She's like, just don't buy it. Okay. Just don't buy it. I'm like, uh, all right. I, like, I'm not going to buy it. Like, I don't know what the problem is. Okay. <laughs> it, it, but but then at this point I look at Jesse and she's laughing and shaking her head. And I'm like, hey, hey, you know, it's, I, I don't need to be a detective to realize what it, what is, what has happened. And then, uh, then, so I, I say out loud. I say, you know, though, now that you've got Splatoon two in my head, I really do think that it might be worth checking out. And and, and then and going to say, Daddy, please, you just don't buy. Just trust me, don't buy Splatoon two, okay? And, and then then I said, all right, you know, fine. I'm I'm you know, I will I won't get it if you don't like it that much. I I won't get it. In fact, if I ever saw it. I would be really upset, and she's like, "No, it's not. It's not that." She's like, "It's just that. Just trust me, okay?" And I said, "Sure, <laughs> I trust. I trust you. Go ahead." So I'm no detective, but I am going to guess that she got me Splatoon two for Christmas, uh, and uh, it will be super. I'm expecting awesome to play it with her. Uh, so, uh, so if I'm wrong and she just hates Splatoon two and randomly wanted to talk about how much she hated it, well then this, this has been recorded for posterity, but somehow I have a feeling that post Christmas, I will be talking about Splatoon two on this show.
1: I think it's a safe bet. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Like, I mean, if, if someone, if if someone came to me and like, look, the kids really want to get you something that you're absolutely going to love you've been talking about this guardians of the galaxy game like then yeah of course (laughs) i i can wait till christmas but i don't know there's just some some games that kind of pop up and and i feel like uh you know what this one's not going on the list i think it it but
0: actually they're talking about it on the internet right
1: now (laughs) (laughs) hey you're not wrong uh and and some of our listeners uh are talking about it and and i i think i think it stems with uh i I once asked this was recently i i needed um an SD card for my Switch, and it was a Black Friday sale. And I sent it to—I think I—we uh we were doing Secret Santa, or my mom was asking what she wanted, what I wanted, and I said, "Well, well, this is on sale. You can go pick it up." And she ended up not getting it on sale, and she ended up buying like a, a lower storage. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, you know, I, sh- I should have just—I appreciated it, but it's one of those things where it's like. You just, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to go and, and take care of it myself. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad person. I'm terrible at it's buying. So- I'm not good. Don't buy it. Like for me, for gifts, I usually create like the, um, you know, the coffee beer gift card list. Like, you know, you can get so creative with, you know, craft beer and, and different types of coffee. And you can go nuts there. And I am more than happy to open that stuff on Chris. That stuff's awesome. I hate buying. I'll even put clothes on there. I don't like buying that stuff for myself. I'd rather it be be gifts, and that's sort of the gifts I like. And I mean, this isn't just a backdoor pilot for me basically putting my Christmas list out there for all of our listeners, but like, basically that's where I'm at. I'd rather have stuff that I just don't like buying. I like buying video games. I guess that's where it comes down to.
0: <laughs> listeners, if you buy me a PS5, I will be your friend. Uh, well, that's, I yeah, that's a the- stretch, but... I don't know what that's worth, um, but uh, I I I am in an Avengers group with other fathers, and they all make fun of me. It's true. But, um, so uh, so yeah, it would be would be very much appreciated. Uh, Ryan, I think we have tallied uh, long enough in the dungeons. We must go forth and change some uh, some diapers, which might be a sore point for you right now. Uh, <laughs> but but. Uh, but yeah, I how's it going on the home front?
1: Uh well, you know, I I wanted to start with a fun I got uh, a we have we have fun story. We did um we did our first sort of parent teacher interviews. It felt like our first one. I think we did one for Caden last year in junior kindergarten, but it was like very much virtual uh, learning, so it was kind of weird. It was like we kind of felt what Caden felt by like zooming with with his teacher. I was like, oh yeah, this is very impersonal. It's not it's not as it's not the same. Um, but now that the kids are both in school, uh, we did parent teacher interviews. It was still over um Google Meet. So we we still did it virtually. But like I knew you could you could tell based on the conversations that these teachers were directly engaging and interacting with Caden and Abigail. And um, I will get it right out of the way. Both both kids are doing really well at school. Um, they're doing they're doing they've progressed really well. They're adjusting. Uh, they're both taking the bus for the first time, and and that has been a, a bit of a struggle with Abigail. But I think we've gotten down to a, a point where um, we've gotten our morning routines down, and uh, there are no more meltdowns. It's just everyone's happy to go. Everyone's happy to come home. It's it's all it's all much better. And I'm hoping that the Christmas break does not reset that. So we'll be looking at that. But when it came to the parent teacher interviews, I thought I'd share a couple of <laughs> fun stories. So, um, bef- you <laughs> yeah, know, go ahead. going in. Uh, we, Ka- we knew Caden was doing really well in school. He was really enjoying it. He was making lots of friends. And, uh, and, and we, we weren't too, we weren't too worried about his, about his interview. And, um, basically the fun part was the teacher was like, the teacher was saying that, uh, Caden has this like sense of humor, but he doesn't know it so he's doing stuff that is making even the teachers laugh his, his fellow students laugh and he like doesn't he's not like understanding that he's being funny or, or being silly like he's he's not being obnoxious he's just, he's just literally being he's got this sense of humor that is just hilarious and and i notice that too sometimes when he's just in conversation he'll say something just hilarious and you can't help but laugh and he's like what's funny i don't you know you're not laughing at him he's just making he's made a joke and, and, and he doesn't know it. And, uh, one of the examples was, um, he said one day to his teacher, he says, uh, that he had to go pee and it's was like, okay, well go to the bathroom and, uh, you know, do your business and, and come back. Uh, and he's like, he says to the teacher, he's like, you know what, I want to try peeing standing up today. And the teacher's like, oh, okay. Um, uh, well go to the bathroom and, and, uh, and do what you got to do. And Cain's like, Yeah. I am gonna try peeing standing up today. I'm gonna to give it a whirl, and that was his words to the teacher. And he just walked off. And I guess the teacher just couldn't help but like lose her shit, laughing, <laughs> just based on how he decided he was just gonna pee standing. Of course, he had an accident, and and he and he peed. Uh, he had he had a bit of an accident there, and he had. And they near kindergarten they have changes of clothes and stuff. But I don't know. I just I I really appreciate that Caden like he's not the class clown he's not just goofing off and, and 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 like he's he's just he has this sense of humor that that everyone was really really stoked to have around so that was really fun to hear that story and and again like I, i'm glad that he his 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 comfort at home where i do see that sense of humor is also like being felt in school because i can i can understand like i was joking with the teachers like where i grew up there was as many people in the entire school when I was in elementary school as there are in the entirety of the kindergarten classes where Caden goes there are like six kindergarten classes where Caden goes and um there I went to a school of 100 people for my elementary like I knew everybody in the school uh just by sheer like numbers whereas he is like in this school just filled with hundreds of students um probably more students than I had at, at my high school as well so it's like I can't even fathom how a 5-year-old can even handle that much stuff going on. And I know you're from a bigger city so you're just you're kind of you know laughing behind your mute button, but for me coming from a small town where I had like 100 kids at this school for like the 12 years I went there. How how many years? Uh no, I guess it'd be 10 years. Um but anyways, it was just uh, it was really interesting and um, for Abigail, we were a little worried because again, she had been struggling, you know, getting used to school, adjusting um uh, with the bus, with with the crowds and stuff. So we've been working really hard on that. And I guess uh during the parent teacher interview, the teachers were like, look, we're just really stoked because this is the first week where like Abigail's been play- playing with friends. She's been in a really good mood, she's getting off the bus real happy, she'd be getting on the bus real happy. And we were just it's one of those moments where it's just like, oh my god, it's just a sigh of relief that. She's, uh, she's really starting to enjoy school. She's having a great time. And like, she went from zero to a hundred, right? Like she had no, you know, when her, when she hit an age where she would normally be doing preschool and, and whatnot, uh, we were in, you know, right in the middle of COVID. Um, we didn't send her to preschool. We didn't send her to daycare. So she went from no school, no non-parents around, uh, experiences to suddenly having, no parents around and surrounded by strangers. Um Safe space, don't get me wrong, but still like people she doesn't know. So like the fact that she's been able to like adjust over two months has just been phenomenal. Like I don't think I don't even think I, I could do that. Like and, and she's nailed it. Like kids are just so resilient. And yeah, she had tough days and we had tough days getting her to school. But it's kind of like it was one of those relief moments where like us as parents and and them as teachers, or we're all sitting there on this Google Meet call. And it's like, shit, isn't it great that things have worked out? We worked so hard, and we're just like, let's just pat ourselves on the back and and obviously congratulate, you know, Abigail on a job well done. But it was like, uh, it was just such a great experience. Like it's those moments where, as as parents, like those those are the awesome moments where it's like, man, my kids just are are really doing a, are doing fine. I mean, we're just talking about kindergarten here. Um, it's not like they're like you know uh i don't know like what do you do in kindergarten you like we've we've seen that we've seen that progress and it's just been it's just been really great honestly like that was this was a couple weeks ago and we're still kind of riding high off it it's it's really nice
0: it's funny cuz for um for Gwen, ingested uh, the meeting with the teacher. It's her kindergarten teacher. Gwen's in grade two now, and she had a really good rapport with her kindergarten teacher. And then she got her again in grade two because there was sort of a school shuffle, and it's just it's just been so great as well. And so yeah, it just it was a it was a real big um, big ego boost for us in the sense that like we really do get you know, every parent wants to think their kid is the teacher's favorite, but you know, I would be willing to put some money on it. Um, and uh, I am I'm stoked about that because Gwen looks forward to school every day. She comes back. She always has something fun to tell. And we don't take it for granted. Ever since the lockdown in Ontario, we don't take for granted the fact that that she gets to hang out with her friends and then she gets to have these fun experiences every day. So I'm, I'm, I, I, am totally happy that it is going, going well for, for her. Glad to hear your parent teacher interviews went well. Uh, uh, and um, I, I am, a, you know, my family and I would imagine you guys as well. Although it, I think this might only impact Caden. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is that the covid sh- shots have been okayed in canada for children um w- and the age is what five to twelve five to yeah, five it's like to five o-
1: to eleven and caden is right on that uh so he he yeah. can get it because yep. we clara
0: cannot but gwen can gwen's the one at school and they all wear their masks all day at school and like i'm just kind of hoping you know they get their shots and we've got ours booked for Gwen on the 10th and we're already working on like mentally prepping her because she hates shots. Are you guys going to tell Caden? Are you just going to like, Hey surprise, <laughs> it's not Disney world. It's shot world. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Boom, boom. You know?
1: Uh, yeah, we, uh, I think we're, we're trying to like strategically figure it out. And I think, uh, I can't remember last we talked about it, Ashley and I, I mean, obviously we do want him to get his shots. I think we were just trying to space it out where, he was getting it so he would have time to recover. So uh, outside of school, because um, we don't know how it's gonna. I don't. I don't know. I have to look into it. I don't know how it's hitting kids in terms of like. I remember when I got my shot. Like the first shot, I was fine. The second shot, I was out, uh, and I needed a day to recuperate. So, um, I'd have to look into that. But yeah, like I think Caden can get it. Yeah, he can. We can book it. I think they started bookings. They have special clinics and setups at uh for school after hours where you can go in with you know, as a family, but, uh, yeah, Abigail is not quite there yet. Uh, she's not five yet. So, but once she hits five, she'll be able to get it, um, later on next year. But yeah, Caden's able to get it. And I think like, uh, like you said, like they're still doing masking. I'll, I don't think the vaccinations for younger kids is going to change how school is operating, but at the very least it'll make it much, much safer. Um, and, uh, and, and allow those schools to stay open. Although, I, you know, we have, you know, knock on wood, the schools have not closed. But yeah, in terms of mentally prepping, like we've basically just told them like, yeah, you're able to get your shot now and we're going to book it at some point in the near future. And, you know, do you have any questions? Like, uh, we, we, you know, we got our shots. It's a slight pinch. It's obviously a needle. Like, Caden's not too bad with with needles and shots. Um, they just had their boosters for other stuff not too long ago. And I think it went went quite well. I mean, like, let's, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, they get a free sucker at the end of it. They're, they're, they're game. Like, they're easy to, they don't get much sugar, those kids, rightfully so, because you give them sugar and they just fly off the handle. But, you know, them with sugar and they're good. Needles, it's all good. You call them suckers? Is that not what you, what would you call them? Lollipops? Like, yeah. I don't know.
0: Lollipops. Suckers. Suckers is somebody that I convinced <laughs> to do something like. Like, get a shot. <laughs> Or edit my entire podcast and That's put it true. online for me. You know, like something <laughs> something like that, but like not not a, a lollipop. I really? You've call never it.
1: called them suckers. That's like a, is that like a pop soda thing maybe? Like, I mean, I know we don't I live don't, that far apart, but. I don't know. I Yeah. I I've know. always called them I'm, suckers. Maybe, maybe that was <laughs> <not a> sucker.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I, I, Ryan's revisiting all sorts of exchanges he's had in my life. In in his life, he's you know walking up. He's like, "Hey, give me a sucker, why don't you?" And the guy's like, "Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, hey, Gino, this guy's looking for you." Um, but ah. uh, but yeah. No, anyway, I'm glad uh, that's no, where I that ne- went. I I never yeah, <laughs> yeah I know I I never heard that expression before. Um, really? Huh. Yeah. Uh, w- one thing. Uh, one thing I just wanted to mention here. Uh, in in this interlude um, is the fact that uh, I know I've been talking about Smash Brothers repeatedly and now I'm like we play it every night it's like our game right now like we're putting in a ton of time in it Gwen and I I look forward to it to it every day and now i'm at the point with smash brothers where like i recognize everything like so all the little power ups cuz unlike mario kart where it's like okay there's a star there's a red shell you 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 know them you do a couple of races you know them all in smash brothers it's like it's like they are torturing you on purpose they're throwing like random items at you all game it's like here's this thing from this other game and here's another item but now i'm at a point where like i'm like oh i know what that is oh i want that you know like the items are exciting the assist trophies when which are like you can do summons which are very confusing uh if you've never played a fighting game before to suddenly have this weird character that jumps into the battle and fights on your behalf and can pretty much not be hurt um but now i know them and i know who are the good ones and all this and gwen and i have put in a lot of time so now i'm in it on smash brothers i enjoy it it's so much fun i'm having such a good time and gwen and i enjoy it every night the one problem problem is it gwen may be getting better than me at smash <laughs> brothers and um uh, that is like i did not expect that to happen this fast uh and uh, it is it is frustrating a little bit. I, I, I put it into two 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 camps here. There's two schools of smash thought, I guess. It's like you could be somebody who knocks out a lot of characters and beats them up and gets tons of KOs. Or you can be the last person standing, or maybe you're both. But the last person standing, the survivor, is the winner. Like the way that we're playing at first place is you could have – pretty much zero KOs like you could get none. And then the last person you're fighting could trip on their shoes and get eliminated or fall off the side. And you could win. You win with zero KOs and your, your dad, let's say could have 10 KOs and he's been eliminated. So whatever. Right. So that, you know, we were always on the same team. We always play teams of 2. So we're four teams of 2. We play eight players. It's crazy. They're all computer players. We're now up at eight difficulty 8 of 9 for the uh the computer opponents. Wow. So so Gwen and I are like we're we're playing high level computer opponents, but we essentially our team wins Pretty much every time, like, uh, like I just convinced her to move to eight actually tonight because we were at seven for a long time, and it was just like we were we were mopping them too much. So I was like, let's move up to eight at least. Um, but often it goes the same. I take Bowser, she takes Palutina from from kid icarus for some goddamn reason and uh she loves Palutena. and then then i uh i just absolutely dominate with bowser i'm just like destroying people uh with bowser but i don't survive to the end all the time i get eliminated and then gwen is the final survivor uh and then our team wins she's got one ko i've got 11 and uh and then you know the computer players are all all eliminated. So I was just, you know, like I had my ego. I'm like, you know, I got all the KOs. Yeah, she lasted to the end, but I got all the KOs, right? So, but then, Ryan, are you familiar with the Smash Down, uh, Smash Down mode?
1: Mm, smash Down mode. Uh, like, is that just stock battle or? N- no, it's a it's a mode in special smashes, um, and
0: what it is is essentially. So there's like what is there 70 characters? I don't know how many characters there are in Smash Brothers, but the way the way it works is that you play a series of matches in a row, but as soon as you or one of the computer characters take a character, that character is removed, and so uh, from the game. So you can only play a character once, and um, and then so the next match, you have less characters to choose from right eight less characters because we play eight players so there's eight less characters to choose from next match and then again eight less characters eight less characters until you have no characters left and then it's over right so so every and every time you win a match you get a point and there's eight of you so like technically and then it's whoever has the most points at the end wins the whole smash down takes about a half hour to run through all the characters um and to do, but the thing about it that's great is it made Gwen play as other characters. But the thing that sucks is that you can't be on teams. So, like, I can't, it can't be like Gwen and I against the world, like it is when we do a stock smash or something. It's like we're, it's all for one and one for all. Hmm. So, um, so that's where I started noticing it, which was that Gwen kept winning and I kept losing. And they don't, and they don't count smashes like the amount of smashes you get are irrelevant it's just who's the last person they get one point on their ledger and Gwen is the last person often and she won most of the smashdowns downs we do now she's winning and like sometimes it's me and her in the final two and she she outthinks me and it's so crazy to see like the seven-year-old like she knows what I'm good at. She knows that like, I'm like, say I'm Bowser and she's Palatina in the first round. I'm going to come at her and I'm just going to try to cause chaos, but she will like dodge and weave and she'll avoid me. And then she'll, she'll grab like an item that will save her and, and knock me out. Or she knows my aggression and how to use it against me. Um, And it's just amazing. So it's just so, so cool. And she's playing all these other characters now because you can only play the character you like once, um, and then they're eliminated, right? They're gone. So even if you win with them, they're gone. It's you've got to pick someone else. So now she has a deep, a deeper roster. Anyway, it's ton of, ton, of, ton of, fun. I love the Smash Down mode. I hate losing to my daughter. Uh, <laughs> she, she has told me already daddy can you calm down and take a breath mm-hmm. and she paused she paused the game to tell me that i and i was tilted and i was like god damn it my daughter tilted me and she's only seven anyway <laughs> um so so such is like still a great game smash brothers i've come around on i was i it's really like i know a lot of games are just like oh it's meant to be played multiplayer but it really is meant to be played like if you're playing it by yourself you're only going to get so much mileage out of it. And that's, that's what I did last time. You really got to play with other people.
1: Yeah. Oh man. That's awesome. That, uh, that you guys are starting to play smash together and it's really clicking. I, uh, I've been trying to play more video games with, with Caden and Abigail. I think Abigail gets really frustrated with the controls. She, she, I, I need to find, I need to find a smaller controller that doesn't have the, um, the control sticks. Uh, in you know inset into the into the controller i picked up a couple of like the 8 bit uh replica snes controllers that have the two joysticks but the joysticks are further in on the controller so it can be tough to reach them
0: i got i got one of those
1: yeah and i mean abigail kind of has to like move her thumbs around and she often f- i find i find her getting very frustrated and she has the controller sort of sideways um, Caden can use the pro controller. He's, his, his th- fingers and thumb are a, are a little, he's able to like reach across a little better. So he's good with the pro controller, but, um, I should try the Joy-Cons, like putting the Joy-Cons into the, um, the sort of the so grip. That,
0: that's what I'm using. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause, cause our 8-bit dough, whatever is under the couch and I'm too lazy to reach under and get it. And the, and Gwen has... Gwen will not give up the pro controller. And so Jesse and I are legitimately talking about buying a second pro controller, like as a Christmas thing or whatever, like be like, here's another Gwen, here's your own pro controller or something. And it's funny because never would that have ever crossed our mind. We haven't enough switch controllers or this sort of thing, Mm -hmm. but like if we're going to be playing smash for the foreseeable future, um, like then, I mean, it, it might be worth it. And I've totally like, I, was so cheap with the pro controller i waited so long to buy a pro controller if you are a switch owner a new switch owner this holiday season or last season just buy a pro controller all right like it is it is i know it's like a hundred bucks or something i forget it's very expensive but it is the i think the best controller i've ever used in my life like it is really good and when i switch to the xbox which is again forza it's like beautiful graphics and all this i'm always like man i wish i could be using the pro controller it's so much better yeah. Uh Pro, but yeah, the Pro anyway. Controller
1: is really good. I mean, Nintendo is hit and miss when it comes to controllers, but they really uh they really, you know, went for um that simplistic design, but it just feels so good. And um yeah, so I mean we've been trying to play more video games. I think uh, you know, Caden we played some Animal Crossing. I think like the approach I took of like playing Animal Crossing myself for a year and then having my kids join me on the island uh, we went through a lot of like Nintendo account stuff, like just creating like local accounts so that they could have their characters. But like I've progressed the island so far, so like they're just kind of like along, like they they have access to everything when they when they eventually do get around to playing more um, because I've done it all. So like, but they're they're not interested in that stuff. They're interested in just kind of running around. So we did the party thing. We all played together, and, and that was fun. But. I need to find a controller that Abigail can use cuz she has an interest in playing, she has an interest in interacting, but like the biggest hurdle is always like the controllers that I'm having her use and I think before I go buy something, I might try the Joy-Cons. Um Yeah. The little Joy-
0: in... Oh, in the grip.
1: I think in the grip, I think like if you try to do the sideways thing that might confuse more. I I could try that though. Uh my biggest thing with the so I'll be honest with you. My biggest thing with these controllers is they're so expensive, and yes. um, you know, Abigail and Caden aren't uh, the gentlest Gentle. of, uh, of 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 uh, with their toys and stuff. And and you know, a lot of kids' toys are indestructible to a certain degree. Uh, I
0: feel the pro controller is almost indestructible. It's pretty solid.
1: The pro controller is pretty solid. I feel like it could take some bombs for sure uh but like that but that's not the problem the problem is that the pro controller is too big for her hands so right right, right, i'm kind of thinking like now that i have a second set of joy cons i bought the zelda set when skyward sword came out this summer and i mean Uh those can be mine and then like maybe the gray uh, joy cons that i had i've had since launch um i need i probably just need to i know i need to let go of of certain things and be like look i have kids now shit's gonna happen things are gonna get break things are gonna get dirty you can only protect so many things in the house for so long and and i think like i might need to reprioritize like maybe the joy cons are fine being used by the kids especially since now that i have a second set that i can i can uh use for myself i don't know like i haven't quite gotten there yet I, it sounds like you've gotten there like you've got the basement and everything's sort of set up in a way where you're comfortable with the kids being around your stuff but
0: yeah, no, I, I, I am. And like, you know, the Xbox is big and solid and the controllers are big and solid. Everything's kind of big and solid and they're not too destructive, I, I will say. The one thing I, I feel bad about, and this is something that, you know, is Gwen and I are really gelling on the Smash Brothers and she really wants to play them. But it comes at the detriment of Clara, you know, like and I know mm-hmm. I mentioned this pop previously, not the detriment, but the exclusion. She comes down, Gwen's excited, she sees all this animated, like, stuff on the screen, and I mentioned last time, like, who's the bad guy? She doesn't know what's going on, and and she can I play? And we've let her go in the training mode and walk around a bit, but it definitely, she knows it's a fun, exciting thing that Gwen and Daddy do that we really like and we really get animated about, but I just I just feel badly because at one point she'll be player three and we will, we will have a good time. And, but, um, but right now it really is. It, 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 and as Caden, you know, like he's, uh, he's getting up there, but like, you know, Gwen is Gwen is seven and a half or not seven and a half, but almost seven and a half. And so like, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty old. This is now the time that we start it's we're entering money video game time you know with uh and so it is just fun that we get to to share the experience together so uh and smash no joke Ryan is one that not just cuz of the brutal beating up of everyone that i would have held back on not just because i felt that she not my i that my 7 year old daughter would get tilted or messed up not me um you know like there's and she hasn't but but also the fact that it's a complicated game with a lot going on, like you know, like I guess it's an accessible fighting game, but man, it's still like kind of crazy. Like she hasn't even really done Mario Kart yet, or like she was up until recently playing the cap in Mario Odyssey, and then all of a sudden she's like all over the friggin' map in Smash Brothers, teleporting and doing stuff, and like double jump in and getting the smash balls and you, like, I'm just flabbergasted, you know? And so, uh, I, I, I think that, I think that she's ready for a lot more. So we'll see what our, our future gaming will look like, but I have a feeling it's going to be next level.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I, I feel that too with, with Abby, like she, uh, she does feel left out because uh, Caden can play Caden likes to play. And, uh, I think I need to, to revisit the controller situation and try to, try to get abby involved because she is interested she just loses interest real quick because she gets frustrated with the controls and 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 animal crossing is is a complex game it's not it looks um from from the outside look at it it does look simple it does feel simple but like there you have to do you have to know and do a lot of things to just do the basic stuff like even just starting that game out um i don't know how long it took you to kind of get gwen associated with it but like the the onboarding system for animal crossing is just it's not there's a lot to it you know <laughs> you don't even have your house like that's the first question when do i get a house when do i get a house like you daddy it's like well first you have to do a bunch of these like app turn-ins and then your tent gets turned into a house it, it, it's a whole process but you got to work with tom nook it's like oh god no i just want a house so i can run around and collect stuff I'm like well
0: okay. I found the, because she started Animal Crossing with me, and I'm reading it, and it's like she did the whole onboarding, and the actual minute-to-minute gameplay in Animal Crossing is just like, you walk around, you talk to people, Daddy, what is he saying, blah, 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 And The bigger thing, obviously, is that uh, you decided to play it first as an adult, get a house, and all this stuff. So yeah, they have a point of comparison, but Gwen, Gwen and... Gwen and when she started we were in a tent and it was her house she was the principal resident designed after her and all of this so it was her game from the onset i am just the guy with the small shack on her island that walks around the mess that she has created um but uh but yeah so smash brothers is like a much more interactive experience and anyway a lot a lot, lot of um a lot of fun and uh you know i went from being mildly into smash to being like wow i would like want to play this with other people who are into it i feel like i'm pretty good with bowser i you know i i i don't know bowser's my man he's my main my main boo
1: yeah bowser's good i like link samus uh those are sort of my go-to's i'm trying to think if i'm missing anybody like i'm
0: oh link and samus eh yeah. you're a you're An OG smasher with your Gwen was like just like married to Link for a really, really long time. It took like it took a long time for him, and she's he's still he's the guy that she can get the most smashes with for sure. Uh, But Palatina is more the like a survivor for him for her. Mm -hmm. But you know, yeah, I love a good Link. I'm more of a Toon Link dude myself, but whatever.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: Toon Link has got the downward smash that main link doesn't have like in the air, I'm all about the down smashes, the Kirby rocks, the Bowser Stomps, the Toon Link pogo Swords. Like that's that's my jam, buddy.
1: Yeah, man. I want to play Smash. But uh Yeah, it's uh it's it's been a it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh I mean I I will probably have uh, I'll I'll take these new these two things I have here and say basically I'll probably the bulk of them will be our next episode because we are starting to eliminate the overnight diaper for the two oldest and um so far it's just we've just started to do the um wake the kids up before we go to bed for them to go for them to go pee um but we looked into it a little bit more and i and i and i could be wrong but uh i guess you have to like kind of prepare for the worst and pull the ripcord. Like you, you, you make sure they're not wearing a diaper to bed and and just wearing loose clothing and obviously have like some not waterproofing, but like the, you know, the plastic sheets are under, uh, uh, under, uh, you know, mattress protector thing. And, uh, we haven't done that yet, but we, we have started to like wake them up before we go to bed for them to to the bathroom. Caden has no problem with it. Again, Abigail, freaking despises it she hates it I, like she 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 does not like it like when she's asleep she's, she's out
0: she's pretty young though right like, yeah she's, she's like, four so oh uh, i guess you know what you're right she's four um because i remember how i said that we had, we were day for free yeah i was bragging about it i was rubbing I remember it in that yeah um well we're i spoke too soon uh so we're uh Clara uh, was, went a few nights with no diaper, no pee and all this. And then she had about three nights in a row of like peeing the bed. And so we're back to like her having the diaper. She kind of wants to not wear it. And like, like she wears it, but she, if she can, she pulls it down. It's pull-ups and she wants to pee in the morning and pee in the afternoon. But um, yeah. So I, I mean, as much as proud as I was, I am so proud. She's trying, but like she's, she's back to, to diapers.
1: Yeah. I think Abigail wants, uh, she does not like the diaper. She's not a fan. Um, I even, I, you know, today when we were, we were getting ready for bed, I, ca- I caught her like she was taking it off and I'm like, no, we're not, we're not ready for that yet. We're still figuring out the process. We're, we're just going to try to get used to going to the bathroom before bed. But I guess just the, the concept of them having the diaper on just completely invalidates, like even trying to go diaper free. So you kind of have to, you got to jump, you know, and I, I, think we're we're gonna prepare and we're gonna get there, and hopefully by next episode we'll have some either good stories or horror stories. We'll see, but um, luckily it is it is just pee, so that is that is the one benefit I can think of so far. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, obviously the holidays are kicking into high gear. Uh, everything's getting decorated. Their radio station is playing Christmas music nonstop. Um, but I feel like since this episode will be posted in November, we can probably hold off another couple weeks before we talk about the holidays. Even though we did talk a little bit about it in terms of the the Boxing, uh, not Boxing Day, but the Black Friday sales. But I don't know. Let's wait till we get to December. We're right there. Next couple episodes yeah. will be
0: holiday. Also, uh, it's only P or whatever you said about P There, it's That's not poop,
1: is what I was getting at, basically. No, but
0: what was your line? It's it's only P it's it's yeah i'm gonna have to listen to it again but that should be the name of the episode
1: okay i've made i'll mark it down uh and uh, we will it's only p or something i'll look at
0: whatever it. yeah we'll we'll have to <laughs> I, I had it there as soon as you said it i'm like that's it that's, that's the that's episode. the title
1: nailed it all <laughs> right well we'll we'll sort that out
0: <laughs> so that you know what that means. Once we found the title, it yeah. Now we can time. stop. It, <laughs> Good night, it's everybody. Time to, it's time to go. Good night, everyone. And before we do, I'm going to do what we call in the business the business, uh, and that is uh, you can visit us on the web at tgistudios.com/slash d a d. That just a spoiler, the DAD stands for Dungeons and Diapers. Just we thought that through. Uh, email the show at dad at tgistudios.com, dad at tgistudios.com. Uh, and please do. We haven't, I don't remember reading uh, an email or a message on the show for a while, and it's been making, a while. Me, making me sad. It's making me sad, Ryan. So yeah. uh, I wish somebody would make me happy just in time for Christmas. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Crofton Steers. You can find Ryan at R Murphy, and the show itself has a Twitter handle. And I know what you're thinking: I'm already following both of you guys. Why would I follow your tw- your, your your show? And because a) you want to support the show, b) you can find out when episodes drop the minute they drop at D and D Cast, um, and that's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons and Diapers i'm crofton he's ryan hope you have a great week everyone a great couple of weeks uh we'll see you and then we'll talk christmas uh so say bye everyone ryan
1: bye everyone ryan oh yeah I'll, bye everyone bye everyone ryan ryan